Hello and welcome to the 39th episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast full of lukewarm takes and mental breaks hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the carry to my Godric, Mr. Kale Adam. If you like what you hear, you can and should review us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Long Live Pod. With that out of the way, Kale. There you go. Oh, you didn't even do the effect that time. God, I hate it, and I keep forgetting about it, and it keeps sneaking up on me. It's uh. What do you mean I didn't? What do you mean I didn't do the effect? The effect is in post, dude. I'm, the effect's gonna be there. It's just gonna be so, even more enhanced. It's just gonna be me saying it underneath it actually happening at the same time. In answer to your question, uh, I'm alive and I'm dry, which is. Pretty good innings for someone living in the part of the world that we do. Uh, what What is it with this oh, show? Sorry, and just, I, what? 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 When you said I'm hot, I'm I'm alive and I'm dry. I went somewhere. I went two different places before I went to the rain and the flooding that's been going on. What? Where did you go? I'm interested. I went to two other meanings of dry, both related to some sort of substance. One was you not drinking, which was I was like, oh, thank God, because I was concerned about you and your drinking habits and then two i was like you have no weed so i was like oh he's he's dry <laughs> well look there is that i certainly don't have any weed yeah. if, if you know of anyone <laughs> i'm in the market it's uh... yeah i know a guy but he, he fucked you over so sorry bud all <laughs> uh, right so anyway we had some catastrophic flooding in my part of the world remember last week when i was like cool i've got family coming to town he didn't make it he's alive but he didn't make it he was delayed significantly, and uh, we await him still. Is he not there yet? No. Oh, dude, he better drive like today. Mm, he's got a whole other thing going on. He's uh. Ooh, that's awkward because it's gonna like we had two days of sunny weather, and we're going into about another seven days of rain and storms. So flooding is gonna happen again. And Rip if he me. doesn't leave, maybe tomorrow at the latest, he maybe isn't gonna make it to you at all. His wife is a celebrant, and she is literally marrying two people but maybe the wedding doesn't happen if the weather's that bad wait when i think it's uh friday i think friday who has a wedding on a friday oh was so weird dude fuck you dude i got married on a thursday <laughs> yeah but you were in new york so it made up for it They're yeah anyway I just, we don't have to linger on that too long but yeah if he doesn't move soon like tomorrow it's a hundred percent chance of thunderstorms and it's meant to be just raining here in brisbane for the next week so flooding is we've already got flood warnings again i love just how wildly off topic how you go and takes us it just it's just it's so the favorite part of the show i hate video games i'm here for the <laughs> hey going honestly if we just did like a 15 minute hey going podcast i'd actually be pretty into that it's not bad now, I need to go through something with you. Last week, we ended up just talking about Russia for like 15 minutes. Um, yeah. And I, I did, on a whim, just mention that we should do a bonus episode about it. Mm. And I've actually had requests of uh, actual bonus episodes. I've it. had one too, which is so funny. I'd be down. I'd love to do that. That would be great. I could actually like look into it, prepare, prepare well, it a little It wouldn't be a bonus something. episode at all. It would be another podcast, I think. <laughs> just the uh the up-to-date i don't think a, a gaming podcast should do a bonus episode about the global crisis of this invasion so maybe we've, not a bonus fucking, episode but we covered coronavirus extensively <laughs> over the past few months why not at this point why yeah, not? that's true but i feel like coronavirus is more of like a global like we're in this together community vibe whereas this is just like happening in another country and it doesn't really affect us all that much 
Yeah. Unless Russia wins and the war starts and then what we if get we just... scripted and <laughs> we're on the battlefield. <laughs> what if I give you my lukewarm takes on the fucking situation in Eastern Europe every episode? We just give a little fucking, how you going? <laughs> Should we change it to, how's Ukraine going? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Instead of, how you going? It's, how Ukraine going? <laughs> What's the latest? So, I just did a quick Google, and again, this is all US, I'm fucking way more tapped into US politics than I am Australian. Well, because Australian politics are a joke. Continue. Although our Prime Minister did just get COVID in an interesting twist. I saw a funny thing on Instagram about how he got COVID conveniently when these floods are happening and he's meant to fly out and help people. And he was like, oh, actually, I've got COVID. He's so <laughs> fucked. He's such a little wank. He's such a fucking wanker. Uh, Joe Biden gave the State of the Union address and has promised that he will enforce the no-fly zone. Are you familiar with the no-fly zone situation? I actually saw this as well. No Russian planes are allowed inside US airspace any longer. Yeah, but he went so far as to say any NATO airspace. So that's most of Europe at this oh, point. I didn't, I didn't know it was NATO. I just, just The thing I saw specifically was the US airspace, but that's, I didn't know Biden could make that call on behalf of NATO. Well, uh, the US is the leader of NATO. God, I'm full of fucking knowledge for you, aren't I? See, and this is why we need to maybe do another podcast, because I didn't know that. Geopolitics. Do you think the Ukraine's really regretting not joining NATO now? Ah, they're trying. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. They're trying to join the European Union, which would be a stepping stone on their way to joining NATO. Well, well, wasn't part of it that uh, Russia didn't want the Ukraine to join NATO, so then... That's partially why this was going on. That's definitely true. It's more complicated than that because Ukraine received an offer to join NATO and they said no. That was like decades ago. So it's a little more complicated. They didn't actually want to be a part of it themselves. And hypothetically, if the Ukraine was already in NATO, NATO would already be at war with Russia, correct? On paper, yes. In (laughs) practice, again, we talked about this, like it's a bigger ask. Like the whole. I just thought that was part of the deal. Like you're in NATO and we'll protect you. So if someone, if there's an aggressor, we will defend. Yeah, it's just you know this is how history works. Like the whole world. The whole world watched as the Nazis ravaged Poland. You know, we were ostensibly meant to go help them too. It didn't happen. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Anyway, it's. This is why we need another podcast, but I'm not editing it, and neither are you. So I guess it's never going to happen. Just to just to finish that out, the um. The no-fly zone thing is really scary because when you put that in place, you actually have to enforce it. And so that means if a Russian jet flies through that airspace, they have to shoot it down. It's actually like a... It's a thing, and that's an act of war. You're like baiting Russia to come fly in your no-fly zone, and then if you shoot them down, Russia will be like, you've declared war. Americans are so fucked. I'm so sorry. That's a sweeping statement. But like, I even saw like uh, Hillary Clinton. Remember that that old legend? She was like out and out calling for cyber attacks on Russia, which is also an act of war. But she's like, we should just be fucking hitting all their infrastructure, like <laughs> doing all this shit. Oh, didn't Anonymous hack their database, like their d- defense database, and leak all their documents? I'm pretty sure that happened. I I didn't see that. No, that's yeah, yeah. I think Anonymous got into their like uh, their military database and started leaking a bunch of information. Um, bottom line is, I feel like the American government is doing everything in its power to draw me into a fucking world war, and I'm not here for it, dude. Because <laughs> I've got Elden Ring. <laughs> well, so what would it be, right? If hypothetically, if World War Three broke out, it's going to be like what Russia, China, North Korea v the uh- world. At the moment, China's backing off. They're like, ooh, not us, I don't dude. think they want to deal with that either, yeah. Like, yeah, the whole thing's so fucked. No one wants to touch it with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> but uh, I heard there, uh, the ruble plummeted at about 30% in value over the last couple of days. 
I think it was more than that. I think the ruble was like it was like twenty for US. What I saw last, was yeah. it, it fell twenty eight percent in value. I saw like a chart and it was like yeah twenty rubles to every dollar, and then it got down to like eighty or something. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if that so, math works out. Sucks to be like a, just a regular Russian person who's not into this happening at all and just copying the repercussions of your shitty Putin government. That's true. It sucks even more to just be a regular Ukrainian. <laughs> 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 Not something to laugh about, but you are correct. That would suck you gotta, way more. You gotta bring some levity. <laughs> you, I think you do have to. It would suck way more to be Ukrainian. You are correct. I did see something that Elon Musk enabled Starlink in the Ukraine, which has an actively just given the Ukraine the fastest internet on the planet. So, in the darkness, there is a glimmer of light, and that is sick download speeds. Fuck yeah, I love Elon. Fuck the haters. 4K, 60 frame <laughs> streaming. Fuck yeah. Call your kid whatever you want. I don't care. 62-alpha-b, bravo. <laughs> How are you going? <laughs> I feel like you've, you've had a hard day, haven't you, Govinda? I've had a hard day, dude. Technology's not being my friend today. I unfortunately have to use Microsoft Office Suite mm. for work, uh, which I hate. And I, I had to submit a job, and I submitted it, and it gets verified by my boss, who was one of the CEOs. And he messaged me, and he's like, hey, where's... Why does this not look right? And then he sent me a screenshot of what he was looking at. And essentially, all of my work didn't save. And then I went onto my work computer and I saw that I was on like a version one and it had like recovered a file. And I was like, oh, this is the one that I need. And I went to exit the one that I didn't need. And it just Excel froze. Both pages were open. Excel froze. I couldn't do anything. The only thing I could do was force quit Excel. And then I lost the work completely. It's devastating. I got to see it in real time too, which was... That was just... That was the end of my day, and the whole other part of my day was on the phone to IT and everything, and it's just really a big bag of shit, and being someone who has been deep in the Apple ecosystem for a really long time, I wish I was still in there for work, but unfortunately, most of the business world is on Microsoft. I love Microsoft. It's so... I, I. We're just, we really are that fucking ad, the Apple PC guys. <laughs> well, to be fair, you like Microsoft, but you're using, you use the Google suite. That's true. That's true. I, I if I use... was on that machine and everything was in the Google suite, I'd actually probably be fine with it because I know the Google Cloud system is probably just better than Microsoft's. But the the recovery, auto recovery, like too many times, it's like syncing. It didn't sync. Sorry, it didn't sync. And it just makes me log into my fucking account again. It's a, it's a whole ordeal. I've had a bad day. Let's just put it that way. And so getting into this podcast, I really had to like hype myself up not to be just the most negative Nancy on the planet. So I'm glad we could laugh at a war that's going on in another country just for a little bit. It really lightened the mood. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad the suffering of millions brought a smile to your face. Uh, Thanos was right. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, Govinda, I don't even know if that is how you're going, but it's something. It's something. It's just sort of free flow opening I'm segment. I'm alive and I'm dry. Yeah, well, I mean, we alluded to that, but Queensland, the state we live in, had catastrophic once-in-a-decade floods this past week. Yeah, in five days, we had a year's worth of rainfall. It's so wild. And this was like, I think last week we were like, oh, it's like, there might be the chance of flooding. It got really bad. It got really, really, really bad. Yeah, there was actually, I kept walking into my room while the rains were happening. And then like maybe a couple of days into the rain, constant, like heavy rain, just constantly for days. And I was like, Ma, my room stinks. I was like, what's my room stink for? I was like, I don't have food in here. Like, unless someone like literally walked in and took a shit in my room, I don't understand why it's so smelly. And then whatever, another day went by. I was like, no, it really is like real stinky. And I don't understand what's going on. 
I have like a mini walk-in closet. It's like not okay. a not a huge one, but a decent little walk-in closet. And usually I'll have like my dirty clothes just piled in the corner, like just under at the bottom because I'm a fucking monster and ain't nobody got time it's for it. But I can shut the door and I can hide it. So you hide the mess. And then I grabbed these dirty clothes and they were soaking wet. Mm, and so that was how I discovered that my room was like, I didn't have water coming in. It wasn't flooding, but it was somehow getting in from outside into my carpet. So there must be some sort of leak a little bit under some yeah. tiles somewhere. And so my carpet was just damp and gross. And then uh, anyway, no, we have to talk about it. It was just so annoying. <laughs> so no, funny. I, I washed all the clothes and stuff and they're still stinky. They're still stinky. I can't help it. The small holiday town that you and I grow up in, that I currently live in, has a nationwide reputation for entitlement and being selfish and essentially thinking we're better than the rest of the country. And I really found myself uh, embracing that this week because we had our flooding and then it just kind of cleared up. But where you were was still like fucking getting hammered and all the roads were cut off and we couldn't get supplies up here. And I just like... Like fucking hurry up! Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, on out. that, on that, I was meant to obviously be on the coast. I was meant to be at your house. Oh yeah, we talked about weekend. that, didn't we? Yeah. And obviously, I didn't do that because the roads were closed. Uh, so we didn't see Uncharted, and we will not be talking about the Uncharted movie today. Maybe next week, to, oh. but let's see how the waters, what the waters permit. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes because it's meant to just rain, baby. It's weird. Uh, let's let's move along, Kale. We we got places to be. We got people to see. We got shit to yeah, talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I just wanted to say I'm strangely getting excited to see it it's like smashing sales numbers i couldn't be bothered including it here but i'm actually weirdly excited for the uncharted movie who am i it's gonna be average so just expect it to be disappointing that's gonna be way better for you in the long run set those expectations low okay govinder it's time for quick fire that hot hot new segment that we introduced only several weeks ago but already i love it and is coming to be our regular news segment are you ready for some quick fire news <laughs> Govinda, would you believe that there would be a PlayStation showcase sometimes this month? Would Would you believe that? Yeah, because you've written it down here and you've got links and stuff like that. So I, I'm not. Don't, I'm assuming you're not making it up. That'd be don't weird. Don't pull the curtain back. That's that's for you and me. That's our privileged little project. Would I believe there. it? Yeah. Well, I, I, yes. I don't know. That's a weird question. To be <laughs> honest with you, what? Just keep going. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> apparently, we're getting a PlayStation showcase, which hopefully will show us what is coming next because with the release of Gran Turismo 7 this week, and again, sorry we just aren't covering this first-party game because neither of us are... I mean, you're ostensibly into racing games. I don't know what your excuse is, but I can't stand this Ostensibly? What are you talking about? I see you playing fucking Formula 1 boring shit. When's the last time you saw me play Formula 1? I don't know. Go talk to Michael Schumacher about it. We didn't, dude, leave him alone. He had a terrible accident on a ski slope and we don't see him anymore and we assume he's having a bad time, all right? So, I couldn't know that. Get his fucking name out of your mouth, all right? Now, what you can do is you can talk about his son, all right, who is also a Formula One driver. That's what I'm fucking talking about. No one cares, dude. Take your cars and (laughs) fuck off. (laughs) I'm going to start my own PlayStation podcast with Blackjack and Hookers. (laughs) So, I don't really know what we're going to see. Hopefully, we're going to see something new. like, Or maybe we get a look at God of War. That's all I could really... I know that's a big ask. It's just going to be Gran Turismo 7 again. (laughs) The Turismoing. 
Nah, look, who knows? Hopefully God of War, maybe. I don't think so. It seems maybe a little bit far out for that, potentially. I hope it's more of a... I don't like the focused showcases. That's what I'm just going to say. I don't like the focused ones. I like the ones where they're like, let us announce a bunch of shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Outside of, you know, God of War, we don't really have much first-party stuff that's announced to look forward to. Like, I mean, there's the... Yeah, we do. I mean, there's the rumoured Naughty Dog stuff, but that hasn't been officially announced. Wolverine, Wonder Woman. I think I just kind of blanked that all out. Yeah, I was going to say, there's probably a lot of stuff that they spoke about in like that that one Direct, or the Direct, it's not Nintendo, that's fucking awkward, in that one showcase that we haven't heard anything about. I should say this rumour is coming to us by way of Tom Henderson's allusions on Twitter. He's generally good, and there's a few other leakers in a Twitter thread speculating but we'll see it might not happen it's just it feels right it feels right to me Alrighty then moving along uh last week we reported on the leaked ps plus lineup for march and the good folks over at d labs the leakers in question were partly correct the lineup has been officially announced by playstation and d labs were only partially correct in addition gamers can look forward to playing ghost of tsushima legends and also ghost runner how do you feel about that kavinda <laughs> uh, Ghost of Tsushima Legends I have and Ghost Runner I, I'm going to be honest, I don't know what it is and I'm going to be honest again, I'm not going to play it Ghost Runner is meant to be pretty damn good It's like a first person, really fast action game, quite acrobatic Katana so like kind combat. of like a parkour like, like Mirror's Edge meets Dishonored Yeah, Like Mirror's Edge if you had a katana and you were like a fucking cyberpunk ninja so, like, Dying Light meets Ghost of Tsushima. But, like, brutally fast. Really fast, high skill ceiling. Like, people are really good at this game. I don't I'll okay. check it out. Like, I think it's actually... Yeah, a- I'll leave that one up to you. I'll, I'll play Gran Turismo instead. Also very fast, but in cars, and they look nice. Are you going to play Gran Turismo? Maybe. I'm really just banking on my brother buying it, and then me just transferring it from him. <laughs> that is nice. Just unrelated, I, I think I'm not buying a game for a while, which I'm kind of excited about. Well, we've got two still, like, there's too much right now. So I know, I know. Time to catch up, so it's okay. For me, at the end of the month, I think literally the next game I'm going to buy for PS5 is Crusader Kings 3, which I already own on PC. That's the next game I'm, like, waiting for. I don't even know what's beyond this month. Honestly, I don't even know what's in this month other than Gran Turismo, so I'm just going to keep my tunnel vision on the two games that I have right now that are both gigantic and I need to knuckle down and get through them. We're going to keep moving through. Now I've got a slew of Elden Ring news and we didn't say it up front because we were so distracted by Ukraine and flooding, uh, but we're going to be talking pretty extensively about Elden Ring this week, much in the manner that we did last week with Horizon Forbidden West. It's a big deal. We've both been playing it constantly all week. Me more than Govinda, I think it's yes. fair to say. <laughs> yes, definitely. But it should surprise no one to know that Elden Ring's launch has been absolutely monstrous and is an instant success for developer From Software. It smashed sales records in the UK on the basis of physical copies alone and had more concurrent players over the weekend than the recently released MMO Lost Ark, or even Dota 2 and Counter-Strike, multiplayer games with devoted audiences. Elden Ring peaked at 800,000 concurrents, putting it in the top 10 most played Steam games of all time at a respectable number 7. PUBG remains the top dog, with the record being set at 3.3 million concurrents back in 2018. Govinda, does that surprise you? Because it surprises me. 
It does and it doesn't. Uh, this game has been probably the most anticipated game for a long time for many people, and then that followed with the slew of 10 out of 10 reviews and the 97 on Metacritic kind of just pushes that even more. I'll be interested to see where that number is at in like a week. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about reviews in a second. I'm actually pretty surprised. I, I still think of this as a fairly niche series. Like, it's it's yeah. something that everyone knows, but people are scared and stay away. Like, they always... They do, and that's why I think these reviews are really changing that, because I th- every review I've seen is them being like, it's the most accessible From Software game yet. It's a, it's easier than any other From Software. Mm. Or I guess more. it's not easier, but there are ways to make it easier for you. It's like the best open world game that's ever been ever. With all of that, you have these other players that think that they're like, oh, finally I can play a From Software game and not hate my life. And then they get it. And that's why I'm interested to see how it is in a week because I think a lot of people are going to get it. They're going <laughs> to hit their first boss and then they're going to get rid of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I was reading an interview with... um. Miyazaki, the creator, and he was like reiterated, like they are going to continue to make hard difficulty games. There will be no easy modes, and that is what they are known for. And so that is oh, what yeah. they're going to that's create. Their brand. Like, it's just that's their who brand. they are. That's so wild to me that like PUBG is the most. It had the most concurrence of all time at three point three million players playing at once. But then if you look at number two, it's like Dota two at like one point two million. PUBG is so fucking far and away the most played game that I don't know what beats it. PUBG was just a the flash in the pan, right? Like it was this the first of its kind. It was the first real battle royale game, mm. and like even I literally have a Mac and I boot camped it so I could play PUBG. Yeah, yeah. It's rare there's a game that's going to make me boot camp my Mac so I can play it on PC. You know what I mean? Like it's just not not something that I ever do. So look, it doesn't really like it doesn't really surprise me. When you get a game that's on a ninety-seven Metacritic, it's going to just pull in people that it typically wouldn't have pulled in. And we're going to talk about these review scores. Yeah, that's right. Later down the line, because I have thoughts and I have feelings. Yeah, so do and we're I. Gonna keep on keeping on. I, d- I did want to say finally on that that I couldn't confirm it, but I think I I read in several places that this might be almost ten million copies sold on PC, which is fucking yikes, ludicrous. But if you think that. Almost a million were playing at one time. It's it's certainly going to be millions. In more Elden Ring news, Elden Ring has received a patch that has fixed save state issues, but the game's sometimes choppy frame rate remains unaddressed. In addition, it was announced that From Software's latest will receive a ray tracing upgrade in a future patch, presumably only on the next gen hardware. I would also like to add that moments before you called me, Govinda, I booted up Elden Ring and there was another patch. So I don't know what's in that, but oh, that's interesting. Okay, I, I played it this morning briefly, but I haven't played it since because uh, we're going to talk about that too. the The frame rate is bad. Yeah, it's uh, one of the worst I played in a while. No, it is. No, no, it's it's bad. I think. I mean, here is probably the greatest time as any to talk about it. It's it's definitely bad. It drops very low, probably to even thirty at times. Yeah. And it drops so consistent, like consistently. Like I, I've, it's just a. When you put it into performance mode and you expect that it's going to try and give you sixty mm. frames a second, I'd say it's hitting it fifty percent of the time. I swear. And this is easily from software's greatest weakness. Like they put out Dark Souls on PC, and it was like running at twenty frames even on. Like yeah. they're so technically illiterate 
Like they just cannot 100%. optimize their games. It's yeah, yeah, and again, we don't have to go into this too much because I have a whole thing on this when we get into it. But the yeah, we'll, we'll pick it up, pick it up later. That is their greatest weakness is the yeah. technical aspect of their like their games are technically weak, but they are made so well. You know what I mean? It's yeah. such a weird little thing. I will say that while you do get the drops, I've never once had one at a time where it was an issue. Like I would only get it in the open world. I've never had one during like a boss fight. Is what I'm saying. You haven't had a drop at all during a boss fight. No, not. Re- I mean, outside of like, say, an open world boss fight. Oh, we can save all this. <laughs> we can save all this. Oh, okay. No, I've I've had drops like mid fights with things for sure. Yeah. Maybe not as aggressively as once you're in the open world. The open world is definitely much worse than if you get into like the little mini dungeons. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's a whole thing. We'll talk about it. Uh, Govinda Elden Ring is currently sitting at an unbelievable 97 on Metacritic. Cementing its place as one of the most highly regarded video games ever made. While some think it is deserved, others in the industry disagree, and instead of the usual annoying difficulty discourse, the conversation amongst pundits has turned to the practice of reviewing such a demanding title under a deadline. This is what we're alluding to before. I don't know if you're as plugged into this stuff, but a lot of people online have been talking about, I don't know, where you come down on how much of a game you need to see before you review it. Like, do you need to see... Oh, interesting. Yeah, this... Because uh, I thought we were going to be talking about how this game was too difficult and how there needed to be an easy mode, which I fucking hate. I hate that No, no, I don't think it is. I actually think they've added a couple of things in there that is essentially as close as easy mode as you'll ever get from, from software. But look, I honestly think I could probably give you a my review of this game now and I don't think it would change by the end of it because I think the only thing that really changes things... For me, like I think Horizon, I probably wouldn't feel comfortable giving you a review on because the story is such a big element in That's Horizon. That's right. That's right. Whereas in this, the story is really takes a back burner. Like there's a really loose thing about collecting the fragments of the Elden Ring to become the mm. Elden Lord, and there's like weird little side stories with NPCs that is completely hidden from you unless you know to talk yep. to them. And so, based on what I have now, and I, I'm like twenty, maybe twenty two hours into the game, I think I could give you a review, and I think it would be accurate throughout which leads to a pretty interesting conversation i think because i don't know so for me i've put around 32 hours in which is a fucking disgusting amount of time i'm well aware (laughs) it's like seven hours a day since launch this has me really torn because so for the record i'm not significantly but a bit further than govinda and i feel like i've played the areas that i've gotten to very extensively from what I can gather, I would be less than I would have seen less than twenty percent of this game's content. So I actually don't know that I've seen enough to give it a review. That being said, mm. I don't. Well, for me alone, and this is where we're going to differ. Like I, I'm already so in the fucking pocket for this thing. I think the more I see is only going to increase a score I would give it. It's not. It's not like. The, the ending would make me happier. It's just that there's more bosses, more enemies, more content, and I'm already loving it, so more is only yeah. a better thing. I just don't know if the more is going to be enough for me to be like, oh, this has bumped it up a whole point. You know, like... Yeah, no, I like, get oh, that. Like, I know, I know the enemy design is amazing, and I know that from the beginning of the game, and it's not going to be less amazing later on. It's no. not, not going to be more amazing because it's probably already the best in the business. I will say that it gets more amazing. Like, the fact that they're still throwing new, entirely new, fresh 
boss concepts, like entirely new areas that have their oh, own. That's not even what is the most impressive to me. The, the bosses are incredible. They always are. But that's what I mean. The, it's, part of it is the expectation, right? I go into a From game and I'm like, well, the expectation is that you're going to have crazy boss designs and it's going to be wild. The thing that I'm most amazed by is that talk about enemy diversity. Oh, it's yeah. Like I, I reckon I fought 30, 30 different enemy types and I'm only in the first area. I've just gotten into the next area. And I've yeah. already probably fought 30 different enemy types. I would legitimately say, I think you've probably seen less than 10% of the game at this point. And like, yeah, you fought probably a dozen or more bosses. Yeah, it's so that is far and away the best. But that's what I mean. I'm like, I don't think, like, I already know it's incredible. And so them just going to keep pumping out new enemies and new bosses. Like, that's not going to change my opinion on mm. their incredible enemy design and variety and boss design and stuff like that. So... I, again, I think I, I think I could give it a review now and then in 60 hours from now be like, yep, that stands. Let's keep moving on. Oh, I did just want to say on the um the reviewing thing, it's pretty interesting. You made a good point, which was that outlets, and this is true. I can 100% verify this. Like video game websites put their Dark Souls guy on a Dark Souls game. I know yeah, this because exactly. the websites I wrote for, they specifically hired me at least in one case, because I knew the Total War series so well. So I got to cover all of it. I got to review the yeah. new games. I'd write all the news. Like, that's a true thing. And so... So my, my whole thing was like, I was like, yeah, it's, it's a 97 because if you're a fan of Dark Souls, this is going to be the best Dark Souls game you ever play in your whole life. It's going to be yeah, the best yeah. in the world. And it is. If you're, a, if you're a regular Joe and you just you see this 97 and you pick up this game, you're going to probably hate it. Mm. Or you'll get you get frustrated and you'll be like, I, I couldn't play this for more than an hour. Like, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Because you're just not... You have to understand a certain thing about these games. And it's that, one, it's commitment. But yeah. two, you need to kind of understand how they work and how they're designed and like... They're very demanding. People, yeah, they're very demanding. And, like, and part of the reason why I even jumped ship and started playing this at all is because it's this community vibe that happens when Elden Ring and, or, or Dark Souls game comes out where... Everyone's online. Everyone's talking about things. Like I'm yeah. always talking to you about what what what's going on. How do I do this? Where's this thing? I have another friend. He comes out of the woodwork every it's time true. one of these games comes it's out. So and funny. Puts us up on Messenger. <laughs> I haven't spoken to him since Demon Souls came out on PS5. It's and so like he didn't. I didn't really want to miss the wave. So I was like, yeah, I'll play Elden Ring. Whatever. I'll go back to Horizon. But I don't like. I, I just disagree that it's a 97 on the basis of thinking about the general population. Like I. I don't know that that's necessarily. How to put it? Like, a website will also have their racing guy, and he will cover Gran Turismo. I don't think it's unique that the Dark Souls guys were put on no, this no. game. Uh, neither do I. Neither do I. But it's also, I think people got this misconception that it's an open world game, and a lot of people probably don't even understand what a From Software game is. So they just see a 97, and they're like, oh, I'm going to get this cool new open world game called mm. Elden Ring, because it's not called Dark Souls anymore. They don't know who the developer is, and they get it, and they go, what the fuck am I playing? Like... Honestly, I called. I said Kale's the carry to my Godric because I got to the first real boss and I could not do it. And yeah. I even said to Kale <laughs> when he was helping me beat it because he carried me, I was like, oh, this would have... this If I didn't have friends to help or something, like this is where I would have called it. And that's the first boss. Well, that's where it gets confusing because I don't even know if it is the first boss. It might be the 15th, depending on what how you the play this game. The first story-relevant boss. Technically, he's like, the second, but let's not be... <laughs> I well, would call the guy like, before him. I still, yeah, he was actually a pretty big boss. He too, gets he a cutscene. Fuck too. Yeah, but I just mean like he, you get the shard of the Elden Ring from this one. You know, I think what I was trying to get at is there's a weird thing in criticism where critics are kind of 
pretentious and they love the things that they love. Like a fucking Broadway critic is going to be weird. I mean, just look at Uncharted. That's a good example. Like critics fucking thinks it's dumb because they're so up themselves, but people actually like it. And the vi- the opposite can be true too. Like they can love esoteric weird shit that normal people don't get. And neither is necessarily wrong. We can move on. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, and again, I think for... With without I don't know spoiling it, but this is the best Dark Souls game you'll ever play. So I get why it's like that because I. But you just need to look at these reviews on Metacritic through the lens of like these are Dark Souls fans reviewing another Dark Souls game, and this is what they think of it. But if you didn't like Dark Souls, you're probably I don't think you're gonna like this. Just that's no, it's not gonna change your mind, but it might ease you in a little more. It might. I think if you want an entry point, it's probably the best one. Yeah. Yep. It's the most forgiving and there's kind of nice little, I don't want to call them gimmicks, but there's nice little olive branches they give you just to kind of mechanics. get you through the tough sections and mechanics that just make it a little bit nicer. Um, I, we might as well just start talking about it because that's what this whole thing is going to be about after this. <laughs> it's, Oi, Kale, what do you think of Elden Ring? It's my game of the year and we're only in February. Yeah, because you're biased and you're going to just you're gonna stick with that. Of course all I'm biased. I'm a human being. I like video <laughs> games. I'm going to like some more than others. I think it's... For me, this is this is my once-in-a-generation video game, and I have it now, so early into the cycle. I, if I'm wrong, I will be the happiest person, but this is... Now, look. This is it. I, it, it's, it is very good, and the more I play it, the more sorry, very sorry. good I think it is. Just top level. Let's lay this out. So, we're going to talk about Elden Ring more deeply than we already have. As a benchmark... We're only going to talk about the first main area, which is called Limgrave. This is what was available. At least part of it was available during the network test. This game's been out for a week. If you don't want any spoilers, don't listen to this at all. But I figured we could talk about the three areas that in- make up Limgrave. Limsgrave? Limsgrave. I don't know. Just, uh, lim- just say it quickly and no one will really know if you're saying it right or wrong. Limgrave. Limsgrave. Limsgrave. Uh, and the first two major bosses. And then I, I think there's like 20 sub-bosses. In that I was going to say, alone. also, you were like the you were like up to and including Godric, but no further. And I was like, yeah, dude, I've only just beaten Godric. I don't have much else to talk yeah, about. Yeah, that's great. That's I actually perfect. do, but I have to talk to you about it off the air because it's pretty hectic and I don't know how to deal with it. I've split this up into four sections, similar to how we did with Horizon. And we're going to have to move through it quickly because we've already been talking for so long, Kale. It's crazy. But we're going to go through visual, story, world, and gameplay in that order. Which and is I'm funny because... Okay, I, I, I already have it's not funny. notes and qualms, but... I don't care about your notes and qualms. Uh, I have notes and qualms too. So, real quickly, surface level for me, the things that I could think about in the 10 minutes I took to write notes down. We mentioned it before. From Software's biggest flaw is their technical mm. acumen. Um, yeah. This game's art style and like the mood and the tone that they set is impeccable. Like It's ridiculous, right? The design but of the graphics enemies. are bad, dude. The graphics are bad. I I define bad. <laughs> like it it's looks like it's on a PS. Game. It looks like it's a first gen PS4 game. I disagree. I, I guess so. I like I see screenshots. And I'm like, this looks like you're, I'm playing Dark Souls three. Like it's 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 not bad, but I don't see like I think Demon Souls looks significantly better than this. And I give them a little bit of a little bit of leeway because this is an open world game. But then also I just played Horizon, which is also a densely, densely packed open world game that has the craziest textures on everything around yeah. them at all times. I will say, actually, we should mention that because we even included that. I love Horizon Forbidden West. 
it is the sad fate of Horizon games to be compared to, in my opinion, better games that come out the same week. <laughs> so uh, I don't want to make better, everything. Different. I don't want to make it's different, right? That's why I literally wrote a note here that we're going to avoid comparing the two because I think Horizon is so fucking good. But just like when Zelda Breath of the Wild came mm. out. It is similar, but so different to that game. But unfortunately, they got compared to each other because they came out yeah. like the same week. And the same thing's happening here, where Horizon's fallen off the conversation completely. And because everything of this. is about Elden Ring now. I would like to say, just to finish that, you immediately compared it to Horizon Forbidden West in that thought. And in its defense, Horizon Forbidden West is not a densely uh, packed open world game compared to this. There is very little... Uh, I- I would like to see the amount of icons and things that you can do on the world, the amount of NPCs and the amount of like terrain in Mm. general. Because I think while Elden Ring is probably going to be bigger, like there is a lot to do in Horizon and everything is hyper detailed to even the point that I would expect double the the texture quality from Elden Ring because Horizon might be four times the quality. Like It's crazy. We're getting into weird semantics, but I don't think you can compare like a, a grazer ground, like where there's a couple of grazers to like the hour long dungeons you can just fall into in Elden Ring. Like the level of content, even per like map marker is just on a different scale. Uh, I guess so, but I, that's going to go into that as well. Cause I think the, in the world section, I just talk about how it's like, it's a huge open world, but somehow feels empty at the same time. Like there's so much to do, but there's been also, Hour, like an hour where I'll be going around trying to find things and I'm just like I can't find anything like what mm. like, where is everything enemies are just placed in a place just to be there they're not doing anything they have no purpose I again I, I mean this is just going to be a hard conversation because I, I fundamentally disagree on both counts I find I'm constantly running into meaningful situations and I constantly see enemies placed in specific Thing, like areas doing specific things like the caravans that are traveling around like but, the but environmental like what, I mean what's their purpose right like in Horizon I can be like oh this is a tribe of enemies like they're on a patrol and they're going back to their base in this location mm. again I don't want to keep comparing it to Horizon yeah because it's already happening it's hard it's already happening but like the caravan just goes on a track and it just keeps walking back and forth on the same track and Enemies are always in the same spot, just doing nothing. There's this one guy on a bridge that just smashes his head into the ground, and that's all he does, right? I think that's justified by the world. But again, like, you're saying this as if it's a definitive thing. It's your opinion. My opinion is that that is not the case. We can't really... It's not like one of us can be correct here or anything. It's like, I I would say that guy smashing his head into the ground, if you kill him he might drop an item and you can read the description of that and it'll tell you why he's gone insane and is there and whether that's good to you or not is subjective yeah don't get me wrong like cool shit happens all the time and there's so many things in the map but they almost make the terrain so difficult to find those things that i feel like a lot of my time gets spent trying to find something i i tried to tried to phrase this to you offline but i think that's the point like the fact oh, that there is. are things to find like it's not like you can <laughs> so fucking sorry i can't don't do it go don't do it don't even say it just say just keep going uh, with your so like in ubisoft games i can't go to like a uh tower survey the whole area get a list of like fucking everything that's in that zone in this game you actually have to physically look for them and when you find them it's more rewarding because it's not like oh there's a 
treasure chest. I know it's here. Beeline straight to it. You have to look for that treasure chest. And maybe True. it won't be there. But there's also this thing where, like, there's cool stuff that happens. Don't get me wrong. Like, I went back to a vendor and I spoke to him and all of a sudden he had another dialogue option. Mm. And he was like, hey, have you've heard about the... You've heard a wolf howling in these woods? Oh, like, go back to those woods and do this gesture. I'd be interested to know what that is because I, I saw that and I never followed up on it. Yeah, and then I, you go there. I heard the whistle, uh, the, the wolf howling in the woods and I did it and this dude shows up and this whole thing right but it's not really a whole thing mm. he has his own little story and really all it is is it's cr- it's an npc that i can summon in a boss fight now and I was yeah like, cool that was cool but like i didn't feel like it was like i'm not blown away by the storytelling of that that was just like a cool thing that happened that i was able to discover there's a lot of cool stuff to find for sure but also a lot of it is just like you'll find a hole in the wall and you walk inside and you've got another dungeon and i'm like some of the dungeons while like they do feel very similar to bloodborne's mm. little chalice dungeons uh, in that they're not like that interesting, honestly. Like they're they're cool. You go in there. There's a boss mm. at the bottom. You're finding materials and you're fighting enemies, but they're not. There's not much to them. And there's even a point I've gotten to now where I've I've noticed not completely ma- mimic dungeons. Like they're not the same, but I've noticed mm. the same areas that I've seen in previous dungeons get reused in these dungeons. So as well. what Gavinda's speak talking about? These are catacombs, and they are specifically designed that way. Like you're not talking about like you know the actual. They're called legacy oh, no. dungeons, which no, is a they're whole like, they're not the, other fucking thing. Like, they're not the big, they're not the big boys, but it's yeah, almost yeah, like yeah. they were like, "What's the way we can put chalice dungeons into this game?" Yeah, and that's the way they chose to do it. So yeah, and these are small, like, bite-sized dungeons that usually they're quite trap-focused, and they'll always have a boss at the end, and you'll always get something for doing them. Yeah, yeah. but it's and there's not been like, some great stuff, and the items are always, almost always worth getting. But it's 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 interesting because I see your point. Like some of these are quite predictable. You see the yeah. same like flamethrower in a few of them. But to or like say, you're going down an elevator, and I'm like, I know I can fall off this elevator before it hits the bottom, and I can and get be somewhere else, and I pick up an item or something else from there. But then that is, I suppose, for me, balanced out by the fact that even the first major legacy dungeon is one of the more intricately designed game dungeons i've ever experienced like it's like hidden pathways it's wrapping around on itself like Uh, enemy placement is wild they have like overlapping fields of fire they surprise you there's there was an enemy you're talking about stormvale castle right yeah that's right to godric look i think that castle was a great little dungeon for sure Mm. but i and maybe this is weird nostalgia goggles not nostalgia but like i'm maybe i'm not i'm misremembering but i felt smaller and not as intricate as anything in Dark Souls 3. Uh, you would be incorrect, I think. Speaking as someone who just played Dark Souls 3. <laughs> I got through that area pretty quick. Like, I got to where I needed mm. to get to quite quickly, and then I had to go back and find another thing, but it wasn't like a... It wasn't another path I took. It's just, like, I'd been to that path already. I just avoided it and went back. Like, it wasn't like... Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't feel as interconnected as a lot of stuff that I remember from Dark Souls with all the shortcuts and all the cool things. I think, like, I think you would be shocked to go back to Dark Souls 3. Ah, uh, okay. Like, comparing that to this, it's pretty hard to. I did the castle to the south as well, and while, again, it was, like, a cool thing, but it was not, it's not as intricate as I was expecting, maybe? Like Again, I think it's hard, because I'm not, I'm trying not to be too defensive, but I think that's a little reductive. Like, compare that to, is there any other video game that comes even close? Like, what's another series that does that level of sort of design? I can't think of anything but other From Software games. Yeah, but that's their kind of niche, right? Like, yeah, but 
that's I can't think of any video game that does dungeons on that level, like, and that there's dozens of them in just the area we're talking about. When that's true. Get the just, I'm the, up the to? volume, <laughs> the volume of this game is honestly what makes it the most impressive to me. Oh, it's staggering. I'm, I'm still like, I just went back to the first area after 30 hours and found like at least three to four more bosses and I thought I'd cleared them entirely. Oh no, I, there's so much in that first area. I, I literally keep going back and I'm like, wait, what's this? And I found like a hole in the wall that I didn't find before and I was like, what? how is this here? Like I've I've been to this spot 50 times. Like how did I miss this? Oh, I And like I had another fucking shattering realization. Have you seen those like statues of old men and they're just kind of like scattered around? I found this- Yeah, like oval, like usually on cliffs. Yeah, if you interact with them, they'll point you to a dungeon if you can follow the line. I just wait. I swear, I walked up to one. And it did not give me the interact option. Uh, maybe it's not all of them, but I, I fully found that today, and it blew my mind because I was like, I've seen like ten of these. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> them everywhere. That line, I don't understand what I'm meant to do in that southern dungeon, but that's for us to talk about after. We should keep moving through because we could get ground down here forever. <laughs> uh, I guess gameplay. It is exactly what you'd expect. And then mm. better, which is incredible because the gameplay was always the strongest suit in my mind. And I know some mm. people don't love it, but they're wrong. So there's that. They are wrong. And what's, I think, even more horrifying to me is that somehow this is even deeper, even more intricate. Like, I Oh, yeah. You, and more flexible. Yeah. The, the fucking like wizards over at Fextra Life, like the builds they've already come up with, like and it, I don't know how they do that. The game hasn't been out for a week yet and they've got full build videos on all this stuff. It's crazy. They've had at least an extra week. Ah, uh, true. Yeah, reviews. Uh, I will just say really quickly, uh, praise the sun for a jump button, dude. It's yeah. such a game changer. And it is I, a game like, changer. Obviously, they have to have a, you have to have a jump button in an open world game. But it is such a game changer even in combat because they've, also, they've added bits in boss fights where like, you can't just dodge out of the way and you can't just like block it. You have to jump or you yeah. can choose to jump instead of one of those two. Yeah. Which is, which is so cool. Uh, the other one is the R2 block counter, which is where you can hold R2. Yep. If you get a successful block, you can get a counter on them and the ability to summon like the little summons that you get. That is as close to easy mode as you will ever get in a From Software game, I believe. Without without really helping that much at all, anyway. <laughs> like it's, I, and it's up to you. Like you can level up those summons. Like my skeleton mm. dudes are actually pretty good right now, uh, which I appreciate as someone who is weak, weak willed. <laughs> like these things can't win a fight for you. Like left to their own, they'll get murdered. Like they help, but they're not like an easy mode. They don't meaningfully. They can make the difference, but they don't tip the scales i guess if 100 percent. but and also like you can't summon them everywhere so you can't no on no them always so there was that the one to get the smithing stones thing and then i went to that boss and that i was getting wrecked and i was like i'll just summon nope not a boss yeah eat, sometimes eat you gotta do it on your own it's <laughs> so you can't get used to it uh, and then you've got the ashes of war which are like abilities you can put on your weapons which will enhance the weapon give it a special ability like i i've got this holy thing on it so i slash the air and holy energy shoots out of my sword and attacks enemies and it is essentially the only way i can get through certain dungeons where i don't have mm. the right weapon and it is so sick because my build is faith and strength <laughs> and it adds faith onto my weapon and makes my weapon oh so powerful it is lit and i'm essentially a paladin based on those videos you sent me this morning it's just impossible to 
explain like how much of this there is. Like there are dozens and dozens and dozens of these and each can change a build or you could create a build around them. Like, you know, the Barbarian Raw one, like it boosts your attack, but it also changes what your R2 does. It gives you super armor so you can't be interrupted. Like you can create a whole playstyle around that and that's just one. one. It is so flexible. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, you can be a wizard like, that can fucking do a bunch of stabbies with your little stabby sword like it gives you options and it also gives you like the option like when i got to godric and i was like i can't do it and we we tried a few times before we actually got there and even then we were both like okay what else do we have that we can try and use against him to get it yeah. and eventually we both changed the ashes of war on our weapons and we got in there we were like oh this is way easier like and even we have the flexibility to try new things yeah and even that's only the surface level like deeper than that is under the ashes of war you can change the scaling of your weapon so i turned mine into like an ice halberd which ended up being pretty clutch like it slowed the enemy like oh yeah, yeah. it made a huge difference and that's why it's awesome is because yeah i've got this like holy energy on my sword which turns it into a strength and like it scales more with my faith yeah and so i'm like oh well now this sword is going to be so much more powerful because i'm going to focus strength and faith and it's not locked to that sword it's locked to the ashes of war so i can then go to any weapon if i choose to change weapons put that on there and then i'm in the same sort of spot where it's a great weapon for my build i think it's really yeah impressive. what i'm starting to see this is a masterpiece to me and what I'm realizing even now is we just don't have enough time to go into everything. Like, I want to talk about, like, even the multiplayer, like, which is revamped. It's easier. It's, like... Oh, that is a nice rewarding. Thing. Like, they've just done so much to take this to the next level. It's... The multiplayer is so much better because you don't have to deal with being hollowed and unhollowed. And the only item that you need, you craft, and it is abundant. The resource you mm. use to craft it is abundant everywhere so it like yeah they did very much streamline the multiplayer which i like a lot even just the menu for it is nicer one of the like and it's disgusting but like i'm 30 hours into presumably a 100 hour at least playthrough and i'm already planning my next like a totally different build a totally different weapon set a totally different focus i'll hit areas in a different order like now i know shortcuts i know what to prioritize like how to beat certain bosses early and i'm not even 20 percent through this playthrough yeah i don't know how they do it because like i was stuck in godric for a while and i so was i like i <laughs> so was I. Yeah, he was awful i hated him his second phase was horrific and how dare he be like that i feel like we're all it's like Think of all the moves he does, like how well that boss fight is designed, like how much mastery is required to beat him. Even with both of us there, like he beat us like 10 times and I've beaten him before. Like, Oh yeah, I think I was, I think I hit Godric up 25 times before I beat him. It's so, so easy to like gloss over all the insane work that goes into just that, like that fight, like one of dozens, like it's so <laughs> well made. It's They're so good at making enemies like bait you into thinking you can take a hit, take yeah. a swing and then you die. It's so fucked. <laughs> the, the first main boss of this game could be the final boss of any other game and it would be awesome. Oh yeah, true. What was his name? Do you remember his name? I don't remember what that was. Margit. Margit, yeah. And even oh, that's a bro. good fight. Like, That was a good fight and annoying as well. The Honestly, one of the most annoying enemies that I've had to face, and I'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit because it's past Limgrave, but it's the four-armed archers. Oh, the marionette soldiers. Bro. They're wild. And they somehow hold, like, literally six bows, and they're just firing arrows like machine guns. Like, it's... Oh, dude. It's and then there's, like, if there's two or three of them... 
Oh, it's so it's awful, dude. You get stun locked and you just die, and it's the most painful experience ever. Somehow this game makes me feel like I am a god and a peasant at the same time. Like Yeah, it's the most rewarding but the most frustrating experience. Like and I like, know I'm stronger than I ever was before and I can go back and crush things and then out of nowhere like three <laughs> wolves kill me and I'm like, "What?" I came <laughs> home from work today, sat down. I just got the ability to respec. That's not a spoiler. You could do it in other games and you can do it here too. What? I can respec, dude. Yeah. I fucking dare you do this to me. And I redesigned the character I've been using for 30 hours to something totally different. And it was like one of the more satisfying gameplay experiences I've had in the past year. Just sitting there and figuring out the numbers, crunching exactly what I was going to do, exactly how it was going to work. And that's like, I, I don't know. Like there's so, <laughs> that was just one of a million options. You do love spreadsheet games though. So I do, I do. And again, like that's- definitely for you. That is the crux of this. Like I think we should try and bring this to a close because honestly, this game is too big to talk about here. I'm going to be talking about this for weeks. Heads up. No, this game is too big. This game is like a podcast game. Like you need to have an Elden Ring podcast if and you really knows? want to get into it. And we're not doing that. Absolutely not. Not Let's after our uh... World War 3 podcast called, and it's going to be called <laughs> Welcome to WW3. That's going to be the name of the podcast. You're welcome. Uh, predictions here. Do you think, because for me, Forbidden West is on the back burner. I love it and I'm going to finish it. I'm going to platinum it, but I'm going to be on this for like this month at the very least. Do you think you'll stick with this game or do you think this is a mere dalliance for you? So, yeah, that's interesting. No, I don't know. We'll see. I Godric almost did break me. Like, that was almost mm. going to be a, a turning point where I'm like, I'm kind of done with this. But it really is the zeitgeist at the moment and I can't yeah. get away from that and I will probably just stick with it until I can no longer stick with it. Though I did... Did I finish? No, I didn't finish Dark Souls 3. For some reason, I got to the final boss in Dark Souls 3 and then just didn't play it again. I did that I with Sekiro. <laughs> um, but I did finish Bloodborne and 2, so... You know. I will say, this is perhaps the greatest indictment of this game is that you are playing it to the exclusion of everything else. You've texted me excitedly at all hours when you've discovered new things while an insane first-party Guerrilla Games game is out at the same time. That's a feat. I did the exact same thing when Horizon came out. Like, the uh, Zero Dawn, exactly the same thing. I played it and was like, this is so good. And then Zelda Breath of the Wild came out and I just gave up on Horizon. And I came back to it and platinumed it later. But it's... Uh it, I honestly feel bad for Gorilla at this point, and I, they really need to they need to sort out their release schedule a little better next year. Yeah, time. try and have a little like delay it, dude. I'm dead serious. Yeah. They should have delayed it. They should have been like, hey, we need six weeks. They could, I, I guess in their mind they're different beasts, but unfortunately for them, they're more similar than you might expect well, because they're hardcore games. They're games for people like you and me. Less so. Like the like my brother was like, oh, should I play Elden Ring? And I literally was like, no, you should not play Elden Ring. <laughs> I and think this he is should. Gonna, no, no, no. He can't do it and I'm, I'm just he just can't do it he got me to beat the snake in the coliseum for him because he couldn't do it in her pretty tough <laughs> well like i anyway he only tried once <laughs> he, he dogged it and that's why I mean. he doesn't have the perseverance to play this game and i can tell he's you also right. got a child and this so. kale is going to bring us into the final little bit of this that Sorry, i wanted to talk about just to close on that it's unfortunate and it's weird how the universe works I hate this. It's reductive and I've seen so many people make this point. But Elden Ring really is the Breath of the Wild of the Souls series. It's taken it big and wide. Oh, and 100%. I, honestly, it's a perfect allegory, I guess. I don't yeah. Know, because you go from this little dungeon crawler Zelda to Breath of the Wild and it's very much the same. The craziest thing is I don't think they can go back. And I hope they don't. Like, I hope we get Elden Ring 2, 3, fucking 
10. Like, this is yeah. all I want now. Is th- This is what I want from video and, games. And look, don't... Everything I'm about to say, and I, I, I kind of know the way I started with Elden Ring, don't take, doesn't take away from the fact that this game is absolutely incredible. And That's I, the thing. Like, I feel like... It's amazing, but From Software is always weak, technically, in that sense, and I'm going to stick by that. You've been pointing out the flaws, which you need to, because all I can do is gush. So, in that way, we are balanced. But I think for... <laughs> For me, this is closer to a 10 on our scale than I think anything will get. I don't think it's oh, a 10. it's so interesting that you say that, Cal, because we're going to talk about our scale right now and how oh. I think this game has revealed the greatest flaw of the Long Live Play review rubric. And let me tell you why. All right. A 7 is great. Strong yep. showing that is easy to recommend, but not necessarily for everyone. An 8 is excellent. Outstanding effort that is a must-play for all gamers, regardless of genre. Mm. Now... I see the floor already. I cannot give this game an eight based on that because I cannot recommend this game to any player regardless of genre. I can't do it. Mm. So that would mean it is a seven. See, that's interesting though. And this is a flaw in just how that is worded. I think Mm. I can change that very easily. But for me, so a 10, a legendary is a genre defining once in a generation work of art so flawless that it transcends the medium. That's a fucking mouthful. And a nine is a masterpiece, the very best the industry has to offer, and the benchmark the benchmark for which developers should strive. So for mm-hmm. me, it's a nine point five. It's so right I get it. in there. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. But my thought process is this: for an eight, if it's a must play for all gamers, regardless of genre, then the nine, the ten must have that included as well. That which must is, be yeah. inherently involved in those. As You're well. right. This is a critical flaw because even I wouldn't even say that The Last of Us is a must play for all gamers. I think it's a masterpiece, but I don't think it's for everyone. It's not for children, yeah. for one yeah. thing. So I. I yeah. So the wording on that might need to change because I I can't give I wouldn't give it a seven because it's not just a great game. It's so much better than a great game. But then mm. I was like, damn, I can't. I'll fiddle I, with that. I can't. Yeah, I can't say it's a must play for all gamers because, like my brother, I was like, you should not play this game. See, I think he should. <laughs> I think this could be the one that opens it up for him. Dude, he's a he's a, he like plays Horizon on story difficulty. Like it's not a game for him. <laughs> I hate to call him out like this, but I won't, I won't name names. <laughs> no, he thought he was playing story difficulty when he asked me to do the snake thing for him. And then he checked and he was like, oh, it's normal. So to be fair, he has been playing on normal. He didn't think so though. So maybe he's better than he thinks he is. But it's just this weird placebo effect that he puts on himself. That he, <laughs> like if you just believe you're playing on story mode, it's easy enough, you know? Yeah, look, there's no, yeah. And there's no lower difficulty. So you got to get better. There's no lower... Yeah. Floor. It's like you can't even get through this and it's on story difficulty. That's crazy. But secretly, he's been on normal the whole time. That's the way to do it. I would just like to point out that if you want to see pure rapturous joy, I did actually stream this game and the super fan, Georgia York Morgan, he got to see me live beat the second major boss of this game. And I fucking did the weirdest little fist pump. I was making strange sounds the whole time. It's really like a two minute video of me just going, don't, no. No, don't, no. Oh. I wish we had audio of... Kale had this thing where he would die on the, as soon as Godric got to the second phase. Mm. And then yep. it would just be me alone trying to win without him. So Kale can only hear me. And it's me going, no, 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 no. Oh, no, oh, oh, stop it, stop it, no. Oh. 
I I feel like I keep trying to put an end cap on this, but I just can't describe. Like, there's something about these games that give me sweaty palms and like an accelerated heartbeat, like nothing else. Nothing else in video games can do it to me quite like this, where I'm actually on the edge of my seat in a cold sweat, anxious and excited and angry all at once. <laughs> oh, dude, it's scary. I got to the next area after Godric, and I'm like in that water, and I'm like, I don't like being here. I don't know what I'm gonna see. I don't love it. That's what I need to talk to you about, but I can't talk to you about it now. Very much like Zelda, though, this game does so well with, like, just finding shit. Like, there's so much around every corner, and you do find a lot of shit. But I don't know, somehow I'm just like, I'll just be like, I'm going to go north as far as I can go and just see what I can find. And I find nothing. And I'm like, how is this possible? And I know, I know there's stuff everywhere, but I mm. just can't find and it. And there is, and y- so I think you're just missing it. Like, I, I found but that's so like, much going back to earlier areas that I just went past. That's what I mean. Like, there was a cave that I found, and I was like, dude, I've been past this area. Honestly, I want to say, like, yeah. at least 12 times I've been past this area, and I did not see this cave, and now it's here. Here's like, a fun one. You know, like, right at the very start of the game, you, like, you go to that church that's right there, and then you move to that enemy encampment right at the start mm-hmm. of the gates. If you, like, head towards the bridge from there, south, there's, like, another grace point like a spawn point mm-hmm. did you find the talking tree in the woods right there how would i know of course not i just walked into it and there was like a little voice and it was like hey you what's going on and that turned into a whole <laughs> fucking quest line with a weird little man and though i will say when you say like quest line sometimes like it's they there is zero hand holding in this game oh yeah it yeah, was yeah. Go, like there's a guy in the round table that's like hey i'm looking for this person and you're like oh okay Yep. Any information? And he was like, no, I'm just looking for her. So if you see her, let her know I'm looking for her. And, and like, for me, oh. that dude's fucked off. And I think I've ruined it somehow without knowing. He, I haven't seen him in 20 hours. He just left. You'll I don't find know. him, I'm sure. And I know it in my heart of hearts. At some point in this game, you're going to run into him again. And all, you'll be like, oh, hey, buddy, what's up? And you'll find him. Because that's just yes. how this goes. And I love that. I love like, because I'm not ready for it now. But in six months, I go back to this game with a fucking fine tooth walk through and i follow these quest lines and i actually see what happened to them and because you almost need that it would be impossible (laughs) to figure this shit out it's yeah it's crazy but anyway yeah there's a lot to talk about honestly i just found one dude and he was like take my castle back i was like okay and i did and then he was like what's up it actually didn't end up being much which was a little disappointing because i got there and he was just like well it's all fucked, sorry. And then that was but it. Then, but then, like, the flip side of that is I told you about this. Like, I just got in an elevator. I went somewhere that was an impossible space, like something out of El- uh, Bloodborne. Uh, it was just jaw-dropping. Like, the, the design of the area, everything about it was like, how the fuck was this here? And again, in the way this game works, it wasn't just, like, a room or two. It was a whole nother fucking area with, like, Five fast travel points, its own bosses, armor, unique enemies, like stunning. Fucking Ooh. stunning. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, looking I- at I, I did talk shit about the little minis the mini dungeons or the little caves and stuff, but I did go into one that was completely different vastly than anything I'd done before mm. and actually had like platforming sections that if you fail you die and it was painful. I haven't um, I haven't gotten to that. Yeah, no, honestly, it was like if you you have to jump onto broken pillars over water. Yeah, no, I haven't seen one of those. Jump, yeah, it was fucked, dude, and I died. Not a few to times. mention, we didn't say there's like I've just discovered that there's hidden walls in this game and secret bosses that you wouldn't find unless you had multiplayer turned on and you see the community message boards. Yeah, and- except the community fucking sucks and they always say, "Oh, there's a secret passageway here," but there isn't. Because they know that you're going to be looking for it in a Dark Souls-like game, and they know that it's. I still do. I chuckle every time. There's always like you know just a character, and there'll be a message behind them, and it will just say finger butt hole question mark. 
Oh yeah, I sent that to you. I think I sent one <laughs> where there was like after a boss, it was the one there that just said finger butthole. Uh, look, Kale, on that. We gotta note, go. I know you're gonna have the roughest go, edit. Dude, <laughs> I don't want to do this tomorrow. It's gonna be bad. Oh, all right. Anyway, if you I- like Dark Souls, play Elden Ring. If you don't like Dark Souls at all, maybe don't. Um, that's where I'm gonna leave that one. I think. I just as my final word, the performance issues are could be worse. They're not great. They could be worse. Please remember the little PS4 exclusive called Bloodborne. When that shit launched, it was nearly a minute and a half loading times every time you died. That's how we played Bloodborne. Yeah, but we've moved on now. And just like I can't deal with 30 frames a second anymore, I can't deal with loading times anymore either. And so I expect more. Imagine if From Software just hired someone that could make these games look better. On the performance, all you need to do is look at Dark Souls Remastered, Dark Souls 3, the re-release of Dark Souls 2, Sekiro. All these frame rate issues go away. It's just, unfortunately, we had to be early adopters. Like, these 100%. things don't exist in their games. 100%. It's only It's like um, even the ray tracing thing you said before. I'm like, I'm yeah. just, of course they're going to do that. And of course I should have just waited but you can't. six months to play this I game. Couldn't. But I can't. Yeah. yeah, I want to be part of the conversation. And on that conversation, we're going to end this one. I've been me. He's been him. I'm going to play, play my Elden Ring. Ring. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.